0: Hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. As always, I'd love to thank our sponsors, uh, Patrick Carter, KCFarmersAgent.com. You need to go local. Don't worry about uh, calling an automated system, somebody that doesn't live in Kansas City. Go with Patrick Carter. Go with someone local. Go with someone that cares and someone that listens to this podcast. Patrick Carter, KCFarmersAgent.com. And also CBD American Shaman with all the great po- products uh, with the good friends at CBD American Shaman. Thank you for sponsoring Hot Mike with SSJ. Uh, for some reason they've allowed uh, us to do this now. This is episode number thirty-one. Like, I don't know. Yeah, sure, whatever. Ben says yes, so here I am. But we have some, uh, we have some, some guests, some authority figures. So maybe I should clean my filthy mouth up uh, today. Uh, coming up June fourth. Saturday night, June 4th at Municipal Auditorium. We're going to have Guns and Hoses, which is a great event. I was uh, uh, lucky enough to be the MC last year, and I'm serving as co MC this year. And uh, we're going to have uh, a few of the fighters, as you can see here. If you're watching on YouTube, remember, you can download the podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Or you could subscribe on YouTube and watch us as we talk about Guns and Hoses coming up. Kansas City guns and uh to buy tickets. There's still a few tables left, some ringside seats. you can buy KansasCityGunsAndHoses.com or you can buy GA tickets at uh, Ticketmaster. We have three fighters today that are going to be taking part. Uh, it, for uh, guns and hoses that'll be fighting. We have uh, Zach Stetzel who is representing the Prairie Village Police Department. We have Danielle Peterson, who is a firefighter and EMT for the Douglas County Consolidated Fire District number one, and uh, also EMT for AMR Topeka? It's a lot of initials. I don't know what it means. I don't know if I said it right, but I sure hope so. If not, I'm the dumbass. And then uh, Parker Pruitt. I got this one. This is easy. Police officer uh, in Raymore, Missouri for the Raymore Police Department. Uh, they will all be fighting on Saturday, June 4th, but they are here to talk about the event and talk a little bit about their background so you can get to know them. And then when you go to the fights, you'll have uh, some fighters to root for. Okay, so let's start first with uh, let's start with Zach. And Zach, as I mentioned, uh, you're representing the Prairie Village Police Department. Uh, how on earth did you get talked into getting in the ring and fighting on June 4th at Municipal Auditorium?
1: Well, uh, yep. Uh. <laughs> Wasn't really a plan at all. It was like from 2019. uh, That was the last time we had somebody go from Prairie Village. uh, And he had a good time. It was a good experience. Did he win? No, he did not. Oh, boy. I know. Pressure. There's a lot of pressure. my guy. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, So uh, there wasn't anybody signing up uh, this year. And I thought about it last year. Didn't do it. Kind of regretted that. And so I decided to put my name in, and then uh, there's also another person from Prairie Village that's going to be fighting as well, uh, who's a detective
0: for us, oh, Detective Whittem, so. uh And so uh, you better be with him or Don't be against him. Yeah. Uh, so like, did, did, like, did any of your superiors pull your side? and said, look, you got to win. You got to represent Prairie Village right way. We lost last time. We haven't won in a while. You got you to win. Is there any pressure for the there's- department
1: to get a victory? There's definitely pressure, um, and I would say more so from probably co- co-workers than uh, the, you know, upper command, I guess. Um, but, yeah, there, there's definitely pressure on me.
0: Okay, so why did you become a police officer?
1: Uh, to help people. I know that seems kind of, you know, like the generic answer, but um, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Um, like
0: ever since you were a kid, that's what you yeah, wanted to do?
1: Yeah. I. I can't remember at one point I did dress up as a firefighter for Halloween and wanted to (laughs) do that at one point. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to be in in a service-type aspect. And, uh, you know, police also, you get to have fun. So uh, that's that's why.
0: And so uh, you wanted to do this. And so then – how did you eventually become a police officer? You, uh, you went to school up in Iowa, Mm -hmm. right? And you were a good athlete up there and you're up in Iowa. And even when you're, uh, at Graceland university, even when you're up there, you're thinking when I get out, I'm going to become a police officer.
1: That was my goal. And, uh, it was by going to Graceland, uh, that I was able to meet somebody that was fairly high up in Kansas city, Missouri police department. And, uh, he just got me involved with doing ride alongs, uh, and, city and uh i did i I don't even know probably 20 or 30 ride-alongs and then did an internship with them
0: what was the craziest shit you saw in a ride-along
1: you know honestly i've seen more just working there but uh on the ride-alongs uh i was in a foot chase on one uh I'm trying to think of all those. So were you
0: running along those. too? So you're, they I mean, they I, weren't too
1: happy with that. I don't think I was supposed to. Because I don't. Have I, to I got ride along. They did it not didn't a run along, <laughs> Zach. So you, you got you're running. I, I went with them.
0: Yeah. But you I weren't went supposed with them. to do that. I, I don't I don't think so. No. Did they did you were, were that was the subject apprehended? Yes, they got him. Okay. You didn't you didn't step in there and no, like, jump no, a fence no, or nothing, no. I right? just
1: I just ran with them to watch the watch the action. So but
0: like at any point in the ride along you are like. Yeah, this is what I want to do. But was, was there anything like no shit? I don't know. I made this I have some second thoughts about this thing.
1: Uh, definitely not like a no second thoughts. Nothing that way. Uh, but it was definitely different. You know, um, intense, you, right? I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely some intense moments. Um, I would say it's the things that you don't see uh, in both firefighting, EMS, police. Uh, just the schedule that you have to keep, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't think about. You know, yeah, you may have days off, but you've got court, you've got uh, training, you've got all, all these things. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's it's very demanding career, but it's also very rewarding.
0: What's the best part about being a police officer?
1: Um, you know, just getting to help people, honestly. And, uh, you know, knowing that when somebody's at their worst or needing you the most or needing somebody the most, uh that you're the guy that they're going to call on whether they like you or not you're going to be the one that shows up and and helps them out
0: well what's the most difficult uh thing about being a police officer
1: um you know there's (laughs) some things that you see you know that's rough but uh i think that you know i'm still early on in my career and uh you kind of you just tough through it and, and and get through it so
0: okay so let's meet uh so that's zach stetzel representing our Prairie Religious Police Department, uh, he will be fighting Michael Perez of the KCMO Fire Department, and that's going to be uh, coming up June 4th, uh, Saturday night, at Municipal Auditorium. Now we have uh, Parker Pruitt, uh, who's with us, and a police officer officer from Raymore uh, Police Department. And so, same question for you. Yeah. Uh, what made you want to become a police officer?
2: Uh, so like I said earlier, uh, I wanted to be a park ranger, I had no intentions of really becoming a police officer.
0: Why just did kinda, you want to become a park ranger? Was oh there, man,
2: uh, just, you know, being out in the forest and the woods, kind of do my own thing, you know, and you know, I already had a background in law enforcement with the Navy kind of, uh, so I was like, okay, that's the best of both worlds here, you know? And, um, so i Planned on doing that and um I did a couple ride alongs with the park rangers and almost fell asleep a couple times. So I'm like, Yeah, this probably isn't for me. So You're right <laughs> up on that on, oh, on sorry the right but, yeah. but so
0: so take me back to the Navy. So yeah. then how old were you when when you went into the Navy?
2: Straight out of high school, eighteen years old, didn't know anything. Um, you wow. know, very green and you know, I was immediately went to Spain after four months of training and um served three and a half years out there. Just doing, you know, basically police work out there. What was uh, that for the, like uh, for the base? Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, it was way more chill than you know civilian police work. But um, yeah, it was paradise, man. And you, you go to the beach, you you go to the gym, you know, you go go to work, and that's it. That's your life. So um, so was yeah, it, it was awesome.
0: Was there a part of you that that wanted to keep keep doing that? I mean, yeah. that sounds like a, you the right. way you describe it. That's pretty attractive. Yeah,
2: it, it's pretty much, uh, the consensus is that's the number one Navy base to be stationed at. So, uh, but I was like, well, if this is the best, I don't want to go anywhere else to, you know, right. taint my view of the Navy. So I was like, well, let's just, uh, let's just, uh, get out, you know, and become the park ranger as my plan had it suggested. And, um, so yeah, I ended up getting out, probably should have stayed in, you know, wish I would have stayed in. Well, <laughs> part of me <laughs> does, but, uh, but yeah, I got out, you know, everything works out for a reason. And, you know, uh, got a wife and a kid now. I'm a, par- a part-time pastor at a church now, so I'm wow. like, I got a lot of things going on. So sounds yeah, like it. So. so
0: then, so then the park ranger didn't work out, and then immediately, right. they, okay, I'll be a police officer. Correct. Okay, and so then, what was that something you had thought about in case park ranger didn't work out? Is that had you ever had that in your mind? i like, I might be a police officer as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was definitely uh, you know a thought an afterthought. You know, being in the police academy and you're surrounded by other. Potential police officers, so they're all you know, kind of making fun of me for being a park ranger, you know, and got all the <laughs> nicknames. Um, what are some of uh, the nicknames? Well, just, just like, like a uh, instead of um, go go Power Ranger, go go Park Ranger, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> Perfect Park Ranger Parker Pruitt, you know things like that. Perfect
0: but Park Ranger Parker <laughs> Pruitt. Oh yeah, the, yeah, all the P's. So a lot of them all Punisher right.
2: add to it. Yeah, so. <laughs> Punisher, Patient Punishers, all Punisher, these things.
0: Yep. And so now, so so what's the best thing about being a police officer?
2: Um... I would say, like like Zach said, uh, just seeing the, seeing the looks on the faces of the individuals you're able to touch, you know, and just uh, help out on their worst days, you know. Um, a lot of times you're unable to help, you know, certain people, but at the end of the day, you're protecting, you're serving your community. So that's re- really rewarding to me.
0: And what's the most difficult thing?
2: Uh...
0: Staying awake on nights.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what's your, like, what's your shift right now? Like, so right
2: now I'm on days, seven to seven, 12-hour shifts. So that's, um, that's, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm good there. Um, but, yeah, man, just night shift is a bummer, man. I can't do it anymore. I used to do it. We used to switch every three months in the Navy, nights to days, and had the same exact you know uh, shift work in the Navy as I do now. But um, now it's every year. Every January 1st we switch. and. Yeah, it's like a full year of nights is killer. And
0: so then then that'll be 7 p.m. to 7 a.m.? Correct. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're, you're just pounding coffee, yeah. trying to stay <sighs> not up. Not
2: even. i have never drinking coffee. Oh, night. really? Yeah. You never, never drink,
0: drink coffee? coffee. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Never drink and coffee. So you just you just try to get uh, your sleep and stay up out yeah. of sheer willpower.
2: Yeah. Just water and, yeah, just I get out and walk around if I need
0: to. Uh, but, yeah. I don't feel good. like water keeps you up, but maybe Probably you not. keep having to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Or something just keep like go I don't bathroom, know. Okay. And so, so let, let, Let's talk to Danielle now, Danielle Peterson, originally from Wichita. You moved to Lawrence and went to KU. And when you were on the Border Patrol uh, earlier this morning, I went through all of your degrees and it made (laughs) me feel very stupid. So I'm going to let you do that again. Things that I didn't understand. And so tell me, you went to KU with what in mind? You wanted to study what?
3: Okay. So I feel like that's not a completely fair question. I went in undergrad started out in pre-nursing okay so I was dead set on the medical field then I switched to business my freshman year and then kind of within business got more focused into like technology um, and then stayed with that for my undergrad took about a year off and then I went back for my master's and ended up getting a master's in IT with a focus in cybersecurity and a master's in homeland security. The end. Yeah.
0: So, uh, <laughs> is that something like? How did that come about? I mean, were you is that something that it interested uh, you were interested in before you got there? And you thought maybe that's a that's a path you would take, or did that just kind of happen when you were at Ku?
3: So I. Growing up, my mom was an assistant district attorney in Sedgwick County. So all of my life, I've been around like law enforcement, first responders. It's just been like ingrained in me. So like public service has always been of interest to me in some form. And then I guess when I got to college, I kind of took that in my own route and went about like the government way. Um, So worked for the Department of Homeland Security, which has been amazing. And then my friend got me into firefighting. So I'm kind of all over the place. But so that
0: sounds badass. So the, the, <laughs> the Homeland Security, right? Yeah. So what did you do working for Homeland Security?
3: So my agency is the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency within the Department of Homeland Security. I know it's like Russian nesting dolls of like agencies, divisions, right. whatever. Um, so I have been doing a lot of cybersecurity work with industrial control systems security. So like water treatment facilities, power plants, electrical grids, all of those like important things that we don't realize how important they are. We take it for granted. Yeah. But also how vulnerable they can be. So
0: Okay. So here's the, the dumbest question I'll ask <laughs> in this hour. I'm with you again. Boy, that's saying something. Cause I, may, I got some dumb questions. And so, uh, is, is, is anyone here on Facebook? Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So you see the, the new profile pics people are doing of, of, of Facebook. You download the app and it turns your yeah. face into sketch, uh, like a beautiful sketch, right? Yeah. And so I see that. And then somebody posted... Beware, because uh, the company or whatever is doing this is from Russia, and they're using this and they're going to steal information <laughs> off your phone or into your bank account, or whatever. And so that I was going to download this app because I like the way it actually makes you look twenty to twenty-five pounds less than you do. I <laughs> like this app, but then I don't want Russia in my phone. And so is that? Is I... Russia trying to get at me through this app that will sketch my face?
3: I. I would stay away. Really? I Yeah, I would. I would not saying like that's not the official like stance of anything. Personal opinion here. But that's not crazy that
0: talk when people post that. I mean, there's yeah. there's stuff well, going on.
3: And like all of those things where like you input like or play those like fun games of like what's your childhood pet? Like what? Like let's come up with this funny name. And right. then like half the time it's like let's see how many like password information things we can guess from you yeah. it's funny like did you see that skit on jimmy kimmel like forever ago where they like went up to people and just like asked what their password was and like people just like said their password like it it's like i really hope that was scripted but so i don't stop, think was. So
0: stop downloading the app that makes your face into a sketch mm, yeah, what you're yeah. <laughs>
3: just we can all, right. all do a little bit less of social media in my opinion.
0: So then you became a firefighter and an EMT. How did that yeah. happen?
3: One of my good friends, um, I was always like with him at the gym, whatever, like great guy. So he is a firefighter in Lawrence. And I mentioned to him one day about maybe possibly being interested in firefighting at some point in life and he took that as like okay I'm going to go like talk to people right now and like He's recruiting get recruiting you, you. Yeah. yeah he was like ready to go um, so he talked to the chief of my department like and that day I was called in for an interview filled out an application the rest is history so
0: so uh, I, I would imagine the best thing about being a firefighter like what these two gentlemen said is helping people yeah being able to help people but what what's the most difficult thing like if you had have you been part of fighting a, a huge fire or like what, what what's some of the most difficult things you've had to deal with as an EMT or a, or a firefighter
3: it like uh Zach and Parker said just kind of like the calls there's some like pretty heavy calls that you go on um fortunately for my department and I can imagine there's like all of the different like resources um that our departments offer for like support um is fantastic but it is kind of crazy to think about like it's just another day at the office for us, but like that is potentially the worst day of some people's lives. So, you know, like it really turns on like the compassion and like putting yourself in their shoes is like insane, you know?
0: I I would like to ask this question of each of you and that was that was very well put, but you know, the 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 most important thing about guns and hoses is raising money. For, for SAFE, and for people that don't know, uh, SAFE provides immediate financial assistance to the dependent families of police, fire, and EMS personnel in SAFE's 12-county coverage area uh, who are killed or suffered a catastrophic injury in the line of duty. And that's a re- reality of the job that each of you face, and that's why uh, you have tremendous bravery, and you're able to do a job that many people aren't brave enough to do. And so I'm just curious, how do you deal with, with the pressure of your job and, and you know I, I would imagine like you said there are days when you go in and, and you're gonna have to deal with people that are going through maybe one of the worst tragedies of their life and you see things that many normal people will never see and you have to deal with that and still do your job and control your emotions how difficult is that when you're going through something and I don't know you know any of the situations that you've encountered I've imagined you've seen many many things that like I said most people will never see but how do you handle the emotions of the job and that, that will in a way that will allow yourself to continue to do the job that you need to do? Zach, you can sure. start with that.
1: Um I don't think you can ever really prepare for that kind of thing, but I also will say that I think peop everybody's in here and then uh people that do this job, uh you're either made for it or you're not, kind of thing. Uh and um you you just you find a way to make it through. Uh, I think that family is a huge thing. Uh, you know, when you come home, uh, being able to kind of you never turn off, but being able to turn off a little bit and kind of relax just a little bit uh, with your family and um, you have to have a tremendous support system. Yeah, absolutely, that gets it, right absolutely uh i'm very lucky my wife's a nurse so <laughs> she
0: gets it. Okay, uh, she she told
1: she totally gets it and uh she understands a lot of the scheduling things and that kind of thing so uh that's that's really nice and uh you know i have a couple of dogs that you know i get to hang out with and you know relax with and uh for me you know working out doing this competition that kind of thing it's a release as well uh so weightlifting, running whatever uh you know, that, that helps you release the tension that you get from the job yes. in my personal opinion.
0: And and then, and then Parker, for you, same question. You have a wife, you have a daughter. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're a pastor as well. Yes. So you have other things that, uh, fulfill your life, but again, dealing with the emotions to where you can properly perform the duties yes. that are asked of you, that's very important.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. For me in between calls, I listen to eight ten all the time, you know, and that's, it's kind of therapeutic, you know. I I like to listen eight ten more though. I oh yeah, eight ten. Of course, of on. course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Just a uh, a book that I read was Emotional Survival. I'm sure he read it too. Um, they really pushed that onto us in the academy. But it's just uh, basically the the uh, premise of the book is just you know be intentional with your scheduling, you know, and have have uh, be present on your off time. You know, with your family or with your friends, have friendships outside of police, f- your police buddies, you know, that way you kind of get out of that, um, you know, that uh, that that zone or whatever you want to call right. it, you know, and just get out of that um, that deal. So That's,
0: I think it's great advice for anyone with any profession. Yeah, for sure. You know, what sure. I mean, uh, you know, try to leave work at work right. and, and enjoy the family and Absolutely. and, uh, you know, uh, the ability to, to compartmentalize. Okay, so Danielle, the same thing for you, um, you know, with with being an EMT or a fire firefighter, firefighter, you have opportunities, I'm sure, that you help people in distress or can maybe even help save someone's life. Um, but again, the emotions that you have, you have to control those. It's it's even you know more important in those moments, right? Because someone's life could hand hang, be hanging in the balance. How do you deal with something like that?
3: Well, I think on any given call that we go to the biggest thing is like we're not alone no one expects like you as yourself to respond and handle that situation as an individual um so just having the support system at the department is huge but then outside of that my boyfriend is a firefighter so i mean he totally gets it as well um but then having an outlet like these guys have said, whether that's family, working out, boxing, you know, it's it's critical.
0: So tell me. And again, uh, we're talking with uh, a few of the fighters that will be competing at, uh, at Guns and Hoses Saturday, June 4th at Municipal Auditorium. You guys have said the most important reason that you're doing this is the charity component and raising money for for safe, which uh, is there with financial assistance. For the families of uh, any police, fire, or EMS personnel that may be killed or suffer catastrophic injury, and uh, I would imagine that's that's very very important to see the work that that's that, that they do and anything that you can do to give back and uh, to support that fund. So just maybe tell me a little bit about the importance of safe and, and why uh, you're willing to go in there and you're hey you're 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 stepping out there and taking a risk to go and box. And you're doing this, I'm sure. It's something you want to do. But at the end of the day, you're doing this for uh, to raise money for a great cause.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, we are all super passionate about what we do and would call ourselves very fortunate to be able to do it. But anything that we do and the situations that we get ourselves in at work can potentially have a very direct impact on our families and the lives of those close to us. So I think an organization like Safe is essential to provide that support to families and loved ones, um, and first responders as well. I think it's huge. Like, gotta keep showing love for first responders. I know that might not be like the popular thing to do these days.
0: Well, it's important uh, to to remember the families because you said like while you're going out and risking your life and, and protecting the community, when you go home. It's the, the your support system is so important. And, you know, your your wives and your kids, they're a part of that as well, because they have to sacrifice and long hours and dealing with all these things and to have something like this in place to where if God forbid something ever did happen to you, it, 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 to know that your family would be taken care of and there's a there's safe is out there for that. And you know, I'm sure that you've all worked with and I've lost a, a good friend that I grew up with that was a firefighter that was uh killed in the line of duty and and his wife is still very involved in Safe, uh, Larry Leggio and, and Missy Leggio, and uh, so I've seen what it does, uh, you know, up close. And so uh, maybe if if you guys both just uh, share why this is important for you to to fight in this event and to raise money for Safe because it does such great work.
2: Yeah, just um, you know, being willing and able to represent uh, my department, you know, in the that local area down there is huge uh, for a great cause, like you had mentioned. We all, I'm sure, know somebody who, have, who has lost their lives. Um, it's the numbers are through the roof astronomically these days, you know. And um, so, yeah, just having uh, a charity organization an event like this, you know, for, you know, great, a great event. It's fun. You know, we get to fight, you know, and it's popular. It gets the word out. So, yeah. And just, you know, thanks for having us on this show. You know, it's it's another outlet to um, get the word out, you know, Uh a lot of families don't even know about these kind of things, um, so this is a great opportunity for us.
0: Yeah, and, and, and like you mentioned, Zach, this is a way for people that want to get involved or want to help and, and donate money. Like, uh, like he said, a lot of yeah. people don't even know about this. It's a great way just to raise awareness about SAFE and, yeah. and let people know that if you do want to support first responders and do want to support uh, the sacrifices that you guys make, there's ways, there's avenues to do that, and mm-hmm. Guns and Hoses is one of those ways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, mean, I echo everything that Parker said, you know, um, I, I, I can't think of a, you know, a, a better way to spend your time. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, we appreciate it a lot, especially in these days, especially like what Danielle said, um, you know, sometimes it can seem like you don't have a lot of support, but uh, I know, and I think we all know that, you know, the vast majority uh, they may be the quiet majority, but they do appreciate us and they do, um, they want to help us. And, uh, you know, I think for us, um, you know, if that day comes, uh, we want our families to be taken care of and, uh, what's safe stone is awesome.
0: And what's cool, I think for you guys too, you'll see a very vocal support in municipal auditorium, the people that do yeah. support first responders and want to awesome. get out there and do it in a fun way. So let's get into that. Cool. All right. So you're training. Tell me where you're training at, and Leo, what that and what that's what, what that process has been like getting ready for June 4th to get in the ring, so you can go in there and you can win and you can represent Prairie Village.
1: Right, right. Uh, Leo Marino, uh, boxing club. Uh, he's out of Miriam. Uh, awesome guy. Can't say enough about him. Uh, he's really active in the community. Likes to have a lot of younger kids come in and uh, you know kind of teach them up, give them some confidence, that kind of thing. And then, obviously, he's also helped Guns and Hoses for a long time. Um, I think you know that he's got a lot of really good, a lot of talent <laughs> that in that have gym, come, right? Come through so, uh, yeah, he, he he's great. Uh, the experience has been, uh, you know, it's different. I was a cross country runner and a track, you know, guy. I kind of kept up with that, and I felt like I was in shape, but. Uh, boxing is a whole, whole other animal. Uh, so there's
0: no one punching you when you're running across the street. Correct, country, correct. Or, you, and you don't have
1: a mouth guard in right. or anything on, so you know it's it's different.
0: Um, I would imagine it's tough for you to be intimidated. Uh, or nervous about something because you're a police officer out there risking your life. But was there any, when you first went into the gym mm-hmm. and you see all these other guys and that's what they do, was there some level of intimidation? Like the first bar. Oh, barring. boy. Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah. So what yeah. was
0: that like? So you get in the ring and what happens?
1: Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I feel like they took it easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it was different. You know, first time you get, you know, kind of rocked a little bit. Uh, to me, it was actually kind of fun. Um, that was when I kind of realized, like, okay, well, this. You know, this might be something that I enjoy. Um, you know, it, it's it's different, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, it's nerve-wracking, uh, especially thinking about, like, what you were saying on the Border Patrol show about uh, how many people come and watch at Municipal Auditorium and kind of everything being, like, lights on you and that kind of thing. Uh, nerve-wracking, but also very exciting.
0: See, because so. I've, I've talked to firefighters and police officers. Uh, my, I mean, my trainer is a... Is a Back in the day when I fought, is Craig Cummings, whose nickname was Kid Fire because he was a Kansas City, Missouri firefighter. And he also fought for a world title. He fought in Scotland against Steve Collins, the reigning WBO super middleweight champion back then. And he's also fought fires and risked his life. And I would ask him, can you, can you compare the adrenaline rush? Can you compare the feelings? And, and, and he said, yes, it's, it's, it's very similar to the, the rush or the adrenaline you feel you know, running in to fight a fire versus you know walking to the ring in front of fifteen thousand people that all want to see you get knocked out. And so uh and, and so so Parker, for you, what's this been like to prepare for this? Have you thought about what that's gonna be like walking to the ring? You've done you've you've served in the Navy, you've been in Spain on the beach, and you didn't <laughs> now you wish you could go back. You're a pastor, yeah. you're a police officer. Have you, have you imagined what this is going to be like? Because even though you've had all these experiences, this is going to be unique uh, to, w- to what you've done.
2: Right. Nothing prepares you for a fight like the beach, I'll tell you. Yeah, see, that's uh, right. But uh, Depends on but what yeah. beach you go to, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, you try to visualize it, and it's nearly impossible if you've never been in this situation. But, you know, I try to compare the adrenaline rush you get when you run code to a call, you know, lights and sirens. And, um, you know, try not to wreck. Okay, so you, and, so
0: you just said that right there. So yeah. what, what is that like? For those uh, of us that will never experience
2: Yeah. That. I was literally driving like 95 in a 40 uh, the other day just oh yeah, to, a, to an accident, you know, and um, really, really bad accident. And, um, you know, just but like. But to handle oh, your can't... emotions when yeah, you're doing exactly, that, that's incredibly, like, I can't right. imagine that. You got to be able to perform under pressure, you know, and, and that's that's what I I think what we all like about this job is like, it's like a test, you know, can you do this stuff when nobody else is thinking clearly, can you get the job done and think clearly? So that's kind of like fighting, I guess. Oh, you know, that's right? a bit no absolutely.
0: Yeah. Because when you're in there, you hear the crowd, right? And even though you have a game plan, you want to respond to the crowd because right. they react to everything you do. Yeah. But it's the people that can keep their head and stick to their game plan right. and not be influenced by the crowd. Exactly. That's that. That'll separate the winners from the losers right. in this deal.
2: Right. And you know, it, it's an even playing field. You know. Um, both have same same sixteen ounce gloves, you know, same gear and everything, so it's just fun. You know, I think um, at least sparring has been fun so far. Uh, but uh, we'll see once the actual. Like... Has, has
0: all, when you when you dislocated your shoulder, was that fun? Was that the fun part? No, you? that was a bummer, you said it man. fun. That didn't yeah, seem that like that would be bummer. fun to me. Yeah. That happened.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right?
0: But you feel 100% yeah. now. You're yeah. good.
2: Yeah, I'm good. Uh, we'll see. We'll test it out and uh, we'll see. And where but, do you uh, train? Give a
0: shout out to so your yeah, trainer.
2: Michael Kelly is my trainer. Yeah, heck of a guy. He's uh, out of Kelly Gym in Peculiar, Missouri. Um it's a uh, it's a great gym. And um, man, I can't thank of him enough for just, you know, training me. And this is his first guns and hoses event. So it's kind of new for him, new territory for territory for him
0: as well. But yeah, it's it's been a rewarding process. OK, Daniel, what about you? Talk about the gym that you're at and what that experience has been like preparing for this fight.
3: Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. I want to give the biggest shout out possible to Animal Kingdom Boxing. Coach Daniel has been amazing. He has invested so much time and effort into his three boxers for this competition. So I'm in good company. So excited. Um, I do have a little bit of like martial arts experience so i have sparred before like a little bit of martial arts experience but like honestly that i it does nothing for me here i know i'm not trying to like talk a big game or anything but
0: sometimes like you know if you have if if you trained in a different discipline it can work against boxing yeah a well, little bit
3: and that was like the thing too like so day one i go in for training um for this event and we start at like the basics and i kind of like laugh in my head like oh ha, i got this um but like your stance is totally different like the way you throw punches is different it's all like, footwork that's the yeah. most
0: important thing in boxing.
3: like there's like absolutely like no kicking which was like crazy you know like kind of hard for me but have you
0: have you did you did you you kick it all I, in sparring? Like, yeah.
3: I like one one training session, my coach was like, Okay, fine, you can like kick me. So like he held the mitts for me, oh, got it out of my system, but like, yeah, boxing.
0: Okay, so so has anyone here in sparring gotten their bell rung good? Like I mean, like maybe you were seeing stars, you thought you might go down or take a knee. Have you have you had any of those moments where you took a good shot and maybe you're second guessing what you're doing, Zach? Your defense is too. You're saying no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I, I've gotten to the point of where I was like, oh, wow, right. okay, yeah, I got got hit, but uh, not to the point of seeing stars or anything like that. But like I said, I feel like uh, the guys at Leo's gym, they're very professional. Um, they, when you get confident, like what he was saying in the other show, uh, if you seem a little bit cocky, uh, that's that's when they're gonna they're gonna show you, <laughs> um, and uh, you'll you'll learn a little bit more, but. Um, no, not, not to that level, yeah. Parker,
0: you've been think. lit up at all in the gym, you, you, uh, you get nailed, and um, yeah, maybe you didn't know where you was. Man,
1: or? big
2: Pete,
0: man, he destroyed my ribs. Big, <laughs> big Pete keeps coming back from KCK. So, <laughs> they bring in this guy. So, yeah. you're 225, 225. So, they bring in a guy, 250 pounds. Yeah, now does big Pete have a boxing background, or do they oh, just God, pull him yeah. off the streets? Yeah. I like, get hey, yeah, big no, Pete, in. so he boxing. comes in there, yeah. and so was he? was he different? Than what you had sparred with before. So he yeah. comes in there and he, yeah. you know, and right away you know you're in with something different. Right. So did he did, did he ring your bell or what hurt you or what, what, yeah. what surprised I mean, you there?
2: Before him, I was only sparring guys who are like in their 50s, you know, and hey, I mean, well, same way, same same hey, hey. but, you know. But that's okay, right? These guys, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: but you were handling uh, that. You liked yeah. that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was the like, big okay, Pete I'm comes actually kind of good at this. And right. Pete, yeah, he uh, He set you mind. straight. Yeah, he set me straight. So how
0: much did you spar with him?
2: Uh, twice now, and uh, the second time, my coach made me do a thirty-minute round with him.
0: A thirty-minute yeah. round. I was like,
2: "Come again?" Yeah, <laughs> Come that's but, not uh, yeah. legal. So but did uh, you mean three? <laughs> right, and so, no. but 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 yeah. he's
0: helped you. you. Yeah, absolutely. You're better now yeah. because it's, so maybe so if you better, win this yeah. fight, you owe some credit to Big P. I Pete. do owe him some <laughs> credit. Yeah, he'll be in my corner. So. Now oh is Big P going to be in the corner?
2: Going to be one of them. Oh, this yeah. is going to be very good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then Daniel, for you, you were telling me earlier. You did have a moment when you took a good shot and you were questioning things. So what what happened there?
3: Yeah, okay. So it's like it wasn't even a headshot too. It's like those body shots, like those are worse than the headshots. Yeah, getcha. Um, like they just like totally got my like stuff like rocked. Um and like I have to admit, okay, it was like you guys from, like, a 12-year-old. Like, it, it was so sad. And it was, like, the whole lesson <laughs> well, was, well, like...
0: What was it? What happened? A 12-year-old. Yeah.
3: he Like, who trains at the gym as well. It was, like, open, like, training day. You were a 12-year-old? And, like, so the whole, like, point for me <laughs> right. was... Like, I need to work on defense, right? So it was, like, I was zero offense. It was all, like, footwork, like, move your head, move your body, like, get out of the way of this, like, kid. He's, like, amazing. Like, shout out to Soda as well. Like, love that kid. But, yeah, he, he like, came in swinging. Like, no mercy. I'm, like, oh, this is, like, the cutest kid. Love him to death. But, like, he just, like, unleashed. So I was, like, doing good, like, dodging, ducking, like, slipping, you know. Like, footwork was there. And then, like, he just, like boom like right and in then the,
0: and then he wasn't so cute of a yeah, 12 yeah i was like old, okay i i gone.
3: hate you i hate right. this i'm over it
0: but was there were right. you going to take a knee did you just have to do no, lose it? you no, were good you were yeah. good
3: i was good like i was like i i'm so stubborn and i was like okay i hated that Let's throw it like, out. Right. So there you go. Did
0: you, did you punch the 12 no, year old? Be no, honest. We're, I, I think, I don't think either Parker guys, or Zach believe you. I think no, you, you crack the That's all right. It was in the ring. It's yeah. A, oh, it's so like, game, all right.
3: Yeah. Training.
0: Okay. So before we wrap things up and I appreciate you guys that do double duty with me, probably as boring as doing the night shift. And so I'm sorry. Hopefully <laughs> no, you're definitely. staying up. Uh, tell people why they should come out and support guns and hoses and what they can expect Danielle, as long as you're not fighting a twelve-year-old, what they can expect from you in the ring on Saturday, June fourth, at Municipal Auditorium.
3: It's it's going to be amazing. I've never participated in the event or watched the event, so like, but I've heard um, it's incredible, and that is like the main piece of advice that I've been given from former event participants is. When you get out there and you get in the ring, just take a second and like appreciate, you know, like the adrenaline kicks in like you're in overdrive. But just like do what you can to like look around like the the crowd is going to be amazing, like the lights, the music, like I'm so excited. So it's just it's going to be incredible um i think we're all like secretly like more excited for our like walkout like moment than we like to admit you know (laughs) like we've all like envisioned that like a time or two like what's the song it's called um i just want to be great like it's gonna be good i don't know one Um,
0: one small bit of advice like you said uh find out beforehand somebody you know that's in the crowd whoever's there to support you right where they're gonna be sitting and then when you get to the ring make eye contact with them and that just kind of, that, that, that chills it yeah. out. And then you've you got that vibe and then you're fighting for them or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you, cause you'll see fighters and they'll look around and they'll see and they'll find their family or find their friends or whatever else. And that's always kind of a thing that, okay, they kind of centers you when you're okay, there they are. I got it. Yeah. So if I'm in distress, I'll look over and, you know, look, look at them. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then guns, it's going to be a great event. You can have a yeah. great fight and uh, any, any words for your opponent before, uh, <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh! Okay, like she, we we're representing the women. Like it's gonna be so badass. Like she is incredible. Um, I have sparred with her before. She's an amazing opponent. Like it's it's gonna be amazing. Hell yeah,
0: Kelly Green, Kelly Green, KCMO Police. You better bring it on Saturday, June fourth. All right, Parker. Same question. Why should people come out and support the event? And what can they expect when they see you get in the ring and uh, and take on Brian Young? also of the KCMO Mill Police Department? All I can say is get your popcorn ready. Yeah, <laughs> Don't, <blink>. Don't <laughs> go to the bathroom when you're in the rain because yeah. it might end quick, right? Right, right. To, it might, it the, might. The, but you're yeah. also a patient punisher. Yeah, so patient punisher. Yeah, it might, go, go, yeah, the, the it might go the
2: full distance. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to a great fight for a great cause. It's a Saturday night. What else do you got to do? You know, get out, get the family out, you know, and... Um, you know, just enjoy some good entertainment.
0: It's Saturday night and it's time to fight. Like you said, it's an electric atmosphere. So I can't wait to hear you guys afterwards talk about what the experience is like. All right, you wrap things up, Zach. Why should people come out to guns and hoses and what can they expect when Zach attack makes his return to competitive athletics this time in the ring? Uh, aggression. That that's number one thing for me. I, I
1: plan on just giving it everything I have and, uh, I think the the same for Michael Perez, my competitor. I think that's what he's going to do. So it'll be a good fight. And uh, tackle what they're saying couldn't be for a better cause. And uh, I'm excited.
0: And he's Casey Moe Fire Department.
1: Yes, he is. So that's
0: theoretically, that's how it all started. It was fire department versus police yep. department. Yep. So in your mind, you're thinking maybe police department's tougher than fire department or is cool. that? Just be honest. I'm just asking I mean, a simple question. I don't, you know. Not trying I've to got start the anything. numbers in here, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dan, I, think, I feel like Daniel could hack into your entire it's, life, it's true. life. It's true. She could. Cybersecurity or something. I don't know if you want to. Those
3: are fighting words. All right. That's, so,
0: again, thank you to Zach Stetzel uh, representing Prairie Village Police Department, Danielle Peterson representing uh, the Douglas County Consolidated Fire District number one and uh, EMT for AMR Topeka, and then uh, Parker Pruitt. Who is a police officer with the Raymore, Missouri Police Department? Thank you all for your service. You have supporters here at Union Broadcasting and Sports Radio 810, and that's why Parker said he will listen only to Sports Radio 810 moving forward. <laughs> right Thank here. you so much, and, uh, and you know what? And we're we're proud to support you guys. Thank you for everything that you do uh, every day when you go and risk your lives to protect the community, and uh, and you know, take it easy on the twelve year olds and the sparring. <laughs> and you guys, good luck, and hope you know. I think everyone that came on the show last year won, and so we've got the magic touch here. So I expect three victories when we come back and check with you after the fight, all right? Just for you. That's right. Thank you very much. June 4th, Saturday night, Municipal Auditorium, KansasCityGunsAndHoses.com for tickets or Ticketmaster. You better be there. Until next week, the microphone is off.